What's up guys? It's me, Justin, back with another episode. New week, new episode, new guest. Okay, not a not a new guest. Um, Ukiro is joining us. We'll introduce him in a second. But how are you guys doing? I hope you guys are doing well. Crazy times. A lot of stuff is going on in the news, but we'll talk about it. But if you are new to the show, um, this show is all about bringing together people who are different than me. People that might be a different gender. People with different perspectives on life. People with different experiences from me. Because I think our differences inform our opinions. And it always makes for great conversation. So thank you guys for being here. So if you're new to the show, feel free to subscribe. Um, leave five stars if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Hit the following button on Spotify. I love to see it. I really do appreciate all of the support. So if you guys are social media people and y'all want to follow me, feel free to follow the podcast page or my personal page as well. Um, both of those are linked in the description i really love talking to y'all and connecting to you guys so never feel afraid to reach out to me um, if you feel like starting a conversation um, outside of the show so as i said new week new episode new ish guest ukiro ukiro friend of the show is joining us on this week's episode what's up ukiro my guy i do i'm okay (laughs) i'm all right (laughs) it's been a while since we heard from you on the show how has everything been for you Honestly, you know how, like, I don't know how many times you've texted us at this point, but it's like, hey, how are you doing? Hope you're doing well, given the circumstances. Like, right. I, I have given the circumstances, like, literally saved on copy and paste because I'm tired of just, like, texting that to people. But, <laughs> you know, I'm doing okay. Good. Um, life could be worse right now, but, you know, um, we'll take it as it comes. Right. Um, same old, same old with me. I'm trying to cope as best I can. Obviously, with everything that's going on, it's crazy for everybody. But... Yeah. I'm excited to have you on the show because I think that with the main topic that we're discussing on this week's episode, you'll have some interesting things to say. So y'all, sure. y'all stay tuned. So let's get into off my chest. Justin's gotta get it's off his chest. You'll know he's gotta get it's off his chest. Justin's gotta get some fucking shit off his chest. Off My Chest, as you guys know, is a segment where we get to rant about things that are bothering us, things that we've been going through this past week. Ukiro, do you have anything to get off your chest this week? (laughs) (laughs) Before we got on this, remember what I kind of told you something. So basically, I'm just kind of, it's kind of wild to me how this country doesn't treat international students with like the level of decency that I think we should get given how much we pay for tuition. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, I, I came here on a scholarship, yes, but, you know, I know a lot of friends of mine who whose parents worked really hard to send them here. Um, the thing I'm talking about is the fact that um, it seems that international students are going to be sent home. It seems that because a lot of classes are going online, ICE is stating like officially that students will be sent back home if you're if if you're in a university or if you're taking a course where all your classes are online deported if your college classes go solely online those are the new guidelines released by ice today for international students studying in the u.s the news comes as many universities plan to continue online learning through the fall because of the pandemic. And that affects me because I should be starting school. I should be starting my master's in the fall. So mm-hmm. even both people who are already taking classes in America are going back home, are to be sent back home. And then people who are supposed to start classes, wouldn't, they, you wouldn't even get to start classes if you're already, if you're already here. So it's just like, my guy, like, what, what does one have to do to be... I don't know, just be allowed to thrive in this country, you know? Yeah, I mean, this country is all about gatekeeping. You know, they they Straight like up. certain people here, other yeah. people they don't like. So it's sad for people that aren't in a privileged position to be U.S. citizens or permanent residents or whatever. You know, yeah. we don't have to go through all the hurdles of, you know, knowing my status or knowing whether or not I could be sent home um, yeah. at any moment, especially given this administration and how they treat people who are different or people 100%. that come from somewhere that isn't the u.s i think it's sad and because it is unfair like you're trying to go to school you're trying to be a productive member of society just like anyone else so why do you have to be sent home and if and if the reason is covid you know wouldn't you be safer here versus like traveling and you know going through an airport and going back home that the logic doesn't make any sense to me my guy make it make sense like it doesn't i've i've tried but i've just i've let it go i mean if i go back home i'll be okay i'll hustle i'm an entrepreneur like yeah it'll be okay yeah um 
But and, yeah, of course, I'm always like wishing you well because Ukiro, let me tell you guys, I know that he's very self deprecating sometimes, but this guy is one nah. of the most talented people hey, that I know. Hey. <laughs> you guys follow him on his Instagram. Look at the stuff, look at his work. He, this guy does amazing stuff. Plug yourself. Nah, that's me, man. I need to, I need to get through today. <laughs> this guy, I'm telling you, like, plug Yo, yourself. What is your social media where people can my, find you? My social media at Ukiro Ukiro is my uh, Instagram. My Twitter is the same thing, but right now I'm like, I'm not on Twitter. I'm just lurking. Like, I see what's happening on Twitter. I'm more on Facebook right now. Anyway, I make art. I take photo- I take photos. I say I take photography. See English. Hey, I do photography. <laughs> I do videography. I, I write, I make music as well, and I, I want to explore those things, and I think I deserve to because they're all my talents. So, like, yes, you know. like I said, y'all, he's very talented. And also, I think you should also give some background so they can understand like our different perspectives. So, you guys know me. I'm Nigerian, of course, born here. Um, Ukiro, what is your background? I'm Nigerian as well. I'm Igbo, but Same. I was born in Nigeria. I grew up in Nigeria for 16 years. That's all I knew in Abba. I'm not even from Lagos or Abuja, like the more like, I guess, posh areas. I'm from Abba, like a hustling city. And then I went to South Africa for two years and I did a program there, like a leadership program. And after that program, um, I got a full scholarship to come to America. So I came to UT, Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to say that the Austin, because people will be like, oh, UT Dallas, like, no, no. no shit on other universities, but people always doubt because you're black and everything. Right. Um, or that you came so, here for sports. Or that you came here for sports, <laughs> you know. And I'm 6'3", I have some muscle mass. So, like, I've been, I've had the people tell me, oh, what sport do you play? And I'm like... I can't even like shoot a free throw. Like I can't even do a layup to save my life. Um, I can dunk though. I can jump. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much my experience. I've been in America for five years now. I don't know if I'm how much longer I'm going to be here, depending oh on God. like what happens in the next. Don't, couple don't of even months. say that. Don't even say but, that. Yeah, I love people. I love humanity. I like human beings, and I'm really big on like empathy, compassion, um, erasure of toxic masculinity, redefinition, redefinition of everything. That Talk about redefined. it. Feminism. I am a, a feminist. Always learning to be a better feminist. Um, and I'm just, I'm just here for everyone who's been oppressed, man. Like, cause there's a lot of us. Yeah, the you know? the problematic people listening are cringing. They're like, this snowflake, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Kiro is a great guy. I'm glad to have him on the show. So. Um, I actually don't have anything to get off my chest. Like, pretty much what Ukiro said is the same thing that I, you know, feel. I feel the exact same thing. And, you know, I empathize with him as much as I can. But, yeah, this just shows that the importance of voting. I say it on every episode. You know, 2016, we reap the repercussions of our actions. A lot of people decided to sit that election out. So here's our consequence. A lot of people that you care about might be sent home because of this administration. So if you want the people that you love and the people that you care about, to stay here use your voice if they can't vote to vote for them be the voice for the voices so if you don't care about the world that you live in sit this election out let trump you know get elected again and then see if you like that world that's all i have to say if we leave it to people who don't like know how to care for us no one is going to care for us like it's it's just like it's tough man but i'm international like i can't vote you push your vote i beg vote this guy out vote this guy out please (laughs) please and it's like i don't know i don't know people that support trump i just i just don't understand it i will never understand it everybody's entitled to vote for whoever they want but i feel like a vote for trump is like an attack on other people whether people realize that or not it's true yeah it's very it's very it's very touchy man like i i understand everyone has different politics man but like why would you I mean, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I know. We can go on about that yeah. forever. But in, let's get into In the News. So In the News this week, there's a couple of stories that I saw. First yeah. one, we'll just get it out of the way. Kanye for president. <laughs> so I guess a couple of days ago or yesterday, I don't know when he announced this, I, I but on Twitter. Two days ago. Two days ago? It looks like it, yeah. Okay, so Kanye apparently tweeted that he's going to be running for president. This, of course, set social media ablaze. Um, I think that people should just stop paying attention to him. Obviously, if you know what it takes to run for president, there's a lot of paperwork that you have to file. And I doubt that Kanye has filed the necessary paperwork. So people should save their Twitter fingers, save their breath, and worry about things that matter. Because obviously, this guy is an attention seeker. And that's exactly what he did by tweeting that, in my opinion. I feel like what happened was um when did when did when did Kanye say he was going to run for for the 2020 elections? It was in 2016, right? It was in 2015 at 15. the VMAs, yeah. And yes, as you probably could have guessed by this moment, 
I have decided in 2020 to run for president. He's not gonna. He's not even gonna be in the running. Why do people hmm. think that he's gonna be a nominee or a candidate in any form? Yay. He hasn't filed the paperwork. He hasn't whatever delegates or whatever with all the primaries. He hasn't done that. So he's not gonna be a candidate. So people should just stop paying him mind and just worry about things that they can actually control. That's my yeah, I thing. Don't, I don't know the laws. Oh, you know this country. This this country <laughs> has laws that laws that protect laws that are unprotected by other laws. Like this country is just crazy, man. I know. American, I know. Man. But we're Jesus. here, aren't we? We're here. She. I know. Are we allowed to swear on this show? Yes. Do you think this okay. is for a family show? Because <laughs> I've not like heard people swear too much in any other episode. Oh, because um, I mean I don't curse that much in general, so that's why. True. So, okay. Yeah, but there's maybe no, it sets the tone. Yeah, it sets the tone, so people feel like they should like watch what they say. But you can say anything on here, because who's gonna come after me? I'll swear in Igbo, <laughs> and then people will know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm Unless dead. you're Igbo I'm Igbo So I, I, I know, I'll know what you're saying And whoever is listening Because we have listeners in Nigeria They know what you're saying too Okay But yeah. they know, I have some very bad curse words I learned from my uncle When I was a kid But really? don't, don't tell my mom Yeah Yeah Damn I can teach you outside of this off Yes the Off pod Off pod We'll talk about it Off pod Off pod Yes yeah, so Alright Alright so Kiro It is time to get to our main topic So The trailer dun, dun, dun. <laughs> The trailer heard round the world, Beyonce is always causing controversy, and based on what she did, it sparked a conversation that is necessary to have on the podcast, so let's have it. So, if you guys have been paying attention to pop culture, Beyonce recently released the trailer to Black is King. A journey is a gift. Which is a movie that she created that pays homage to Africa, um, that is supposed to be inspiring, that is supposed to be like a love letter to Africa to show that black people are powerful, black people are kings, um, to kind of change the narrative on how black people are portrayed in the media. So that is going to be available on Disney Plus on July 31st. So based on the trailer, a lot of people have been writing think pieces, opinions left and right, Twitter fingers ablaze, hot takes this and hot takes that. People have a lot to say because of of what they saw in the trailer and what Beyonce has done throughout her career when it comes to making references to African culture, Nigerian culture, etc. So, Ukiro, what do you think of everything that's going on? I, th- I think it's very it's very called for, man. You know, um, and feel free to like stop me because I can keep talking about this issue. Yeah. Because so I studied film now. Like I'm an image maker. That's why I call myself. I'm, I'm an image maker. I'm a digital storyteller. And the way that images are so powerful in like sculpting stuff, we don't even like you can't even we don't even appreciate like if if you don't watch film with a view with if you don't watch film as propaganda because I watch everything as propaganda, not in a bad way, but like everything's marketing. Mm-hmm. And so from that viewpoint, I just have issues with I have issues when people hear when you see this is the thing about like. Uh, before I, 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 w- I want to be meta for a second before we actually bite into the subject matter. Mm-hmm. This is this is the thing that a lot of people don't like about um, setting pe- people who have very strong opinions is that when you hear I have strong opinions, what you hear is we're about to disagree with me, or someone says I have issues with what you hear is you're you disagree with me, you're wrong, you don't have any like what you care about cannot potentially help out what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. So me already saying I have issues with. Maybe some people be listening now. They'll be like, "Ah, like he's coming to say slander Beyonce, slander." But it's literally not that. It's like everything's just critical. It's like critical thinking. You know, are iPhones the better brand? I don't know. But does iPhone tend to steal ideas from Android? If yes. I just put that conversation simply, yes. But do I like iPhones? Like, can I have all those nuances? Uh-huh. So I just want to establish that. And the fact alone that I have to establish nuance to criticize a celebrity is a problem. But I just I wanted to literally play that out and then take you back and be like, did you see what I just did? I literally just said, don't come for me. <laughs> <laughs> In so many words. Why, why should I say that? You know, like, I mean, because you should come for me. 
and I can take it. But as you come for me, let's let's know what we're trying to do. Yeah, and that's what I, I'm glad you made that point because Akira, we're gonna really like break down this topic because there's so many layers to unfold, and I'm glad you said that because these days people don't like people having a differing opinion. People don't yeah. like people that question things. We don't question yeah. things enough. So I glad I'm glad that you said that because. It's high time to look at the things that we consume on a daily basis and analyze that because people yeah. don't do it enough. Well, should we should we should I read the thing that that African models yeah. typed up yeah. first? Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So this whole discussion and this whole episode is stemming from a Nigerian model that had a hot take that she typed out on Twitter about Beyonce and her references to Africa with the whole black is king film. So I'll read you what she said. She said. Beyonce including African culture in her music, but never adding Africa to her tours. Same Beyonce making a whole movie based off of Africa and its culture that's not available in Africa. I want to add that I'm not saying that she has to come to Nigeria or whatnot. I'm saying that she's contributing to the problematic ideologies of how Africa is viewed to line her own pockets. And Africa isn't even a country. She's mostly taking from Yoruba culture, so if you're going to speak on something, come correct. Africa is not some prop you can come and pull from when it's convenient. That's appropriation. And not every time we were kings. Please, some of us were palm wine tappers. We don't wake up in the morning and tie our wrappers and put chalk on our faces and scream Wakanda, then go out and hunt lions. We wake <laughs> We wake up and open Twitter like the rest of the world. Please stop pushing this old narrative because later it's the same black Americans in an attempt to insult us that'll be asking if we have Wi-Fi and whether we live in huts and how we can afford iPhones. And that's the representation they see anytime someone talks about Africa. It's huts and lions, so I don't blame them. And one more thing. Nobody is disputing that she's done a lot of good, but she's a human being and she's not above mistakes. Therefore, she's not above critique. She has so tapped into the African queen mother thing that you people think everything she does is right. LMAO. This is not true. Black Americans always talking about if a black person says it's appropriation, then shut up and listen. And now we as African people have come out to say that it's appropriation. So please listen. The way you people are so reverent of this Beyonce that's a human being like everyone else. We can't even critique her without adding I love Beyonce, but or that's queen, but please spit that out nobody will beat you you're not saying anything wrong so that's it that's what this nigerian model said and a lot of people were agreeing with what she had to say obviously she said a lot ukiro i want to know what you think about what she said is she valid in her critique of beyonce and the blackest king aesthetic hey Woo! i, I would say bro that's an air full throat full all the fools i'll tell you what i think I think she has a lot of valid points. Now, the thing is, like, I'm not a fan of the Af- the diaspora wars because of the fact that it should be diaspora critical conversations, not diaspora wars. Some of the things Africans say about African-Americans, some of the things African-Americans say about Africans, we've been pitted against each other from, like, day one. We can go into the history of all that stuff. And so that's why, after every everything she said, I just wish she didn't say the whole, after all, it is the same African-Americans that come and insult us, asking about what... I just wish she didn't say that part because then... She was having a high-level conversation about representation, and then she kind of brought it down to like petty, petty insults. Right. Which petty insults are part of the higher-level conversation? But that's my critique of her. You see, I critiqued a woman. I actually support her opinions. <laughs> Example. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the whole vis- image thing. I've been having these issues with um, representations of, of Africa that like have this like exoticization. Like, I do think Africa is exoticized by African Americans um, in, in 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 the art space. I don't. I'm not, I don't feel. I don't. I can't really talk for the average African American walking around and um, what's it called, having conversations day to day. Because I'm knowing every person's room. Right. I'm literally talking about the people I follow on social media. I notice that it's very rare for you to see an image of Africa. I definitely have issues with it. But I want the thing is, what is her intention? Mm-hmm. What is the intention of these art pieces, right? Because if you keep doing the queen mother, queen mother, spiritual, spiritual thing, I will tell you that the average African doesn't want to live in the bush. They, we, you know, you know, what I'm trying to say like we don't like go to the mountain to go and connect with the ancestors. Mm-hmm. A lot of Africans are Christians or Muslims right now. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying they're going to mosques or churches. The Africa that I feel like Beyonce sometimes portrays, or some of these artists portray, this is an Africa that a lot of Africans today cannot even like say they have relationship with. 
So there's already an issue of the fact that we are a historical people as Africans. You know what I mean? Like we don't. I, I can only speak as a Nigerian. I'll speak as a Nigerian, not even Africans. Mm-hmm. I can speak as a Nigerian, and I can probably speak as a West African. It, the average Nigerian does not know a lot about our history, past when we were created in 1914. Some people don't know why Nigeria was created. Some people don't know what our religions were. Some people today, if you tell them we used to worship um, gods and blah, 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 they'll say it's effigies and it's idols that the Bible said, by Bible said. But where did that so, Bible come from, though? So that Bible came from... Uh, Colonization. Ca- ca- Caucasian like people, right? Yeah. Yeah, our Caucasian persuasion brothers and sisters who brought the Bible <laughs> and then they took our land. But that's a topic for another day. So that's the, I think the issue, let's let, to point to the issue of this woman is trying to say, this woman is trying to say, hey, Beyonce, these images you're pu- putting, they are not for me, oh. It's not my cup of tea. However, I will say that what Beyonce is doing, the, the cool thing about it, it is that it is pointing to an Africa that is either potentially in the past or in some form of a future in museums. But it's not. It's not in the. But day it's not day. reality. It's not reality. But, but you see what you did there. I don't. I don't think you noticed what you did there. I'm not you sure just. What cr- I did. You just created a narrative based on work that you haven't seen. This thing comes out on July 31st. Um, you saw a one-minute trailer. Um, you listened to this girl's think piece, but nobody has seen the art in question. You don't know the context in which Beyonce is applying those mythical creatures, that those African images. You don't know the context. You don't even know if any of those images will even be in the actual film. You know what I mean? And I think that's the problem with a lot of people today they they don't look at the full picture of things. We don't give people the chance to prove us wrong before we attack them or before we deliver a critique. And I think that's unfair. I think the smart thing for a lot of people to do is wait for it to come out, you know, watch it, th- digest it. Then you can come up with your hot takes and critiques. But I think that any opinion about this whole black is king thing is is, is not fair because we haven't seen it in its entirety. Okay, my response to that is that it is not fair, and I agree with you. Everything you said, now, I agree with you. However, when have we not judged books by their covers? We have not passed a mandate. I, we have not given it a rating. We are literally commenting on the fact that this trailer has been released. In the same way, what is his name? Childish Gambino released the trailer for Guava Island. Uh-huh. I didn't know what the story was about. But me, I was already like celebrating it because there's something about it that I could identify with based on the, the narrative. Mm-hmm. It, the thing about Guava Island that I like compared to Black is King from what I see so far mm-hmm. <laughs> is that Guava Island felt mythical in its intention. We don't know where Guava Island is. Is it Guava Island? Yeah, it's Guava Island. <laughs> <laughs> but when, when, you, when, you, when you have um, something that looks like Black is King in terms of its trailer, I, but guy, Will I, am I judging it based on this trailer? Yes. Am I judging a book by its cover? 100%. Do I have a reason to develop a context based on the body of work that Beyonce has presented thus far? Uh-huh, yes. It's not like it's coming yeah. out of nowhere. Because if you watch Lemonade, all those uh, images that you will see in the music videos and the things that she's, she's drawing, like, what's it called? References from. They are cool and they're interesting and they are based, grounded in African roots and mythology. Right. But I'm just saying, and that's why I, I said, what is her intention? Because if her intention is to portray that as, oh, this is the Africa. This I'm trying to talk like Beyonce. This is the Africa. This is the Africa. This is mm-hmm. Africa. This is our Africa. Mm-hmm. My response would be, maybe it is your Africa, oh, Beyonce, because it's not my Africa. And I should be okay. it should be okay for me to say that. Here's why. Because... When you're making an image, when you're making images like that, and you're making a, a, a statement about that, and talking about like working with different African artists and making that be something that's legitimate. I mean, Joshua Kissy, Joshua Kissy is a part of it. I think Major Alabi might have had something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, these are directors. These are these are filmmakers. I am just saying, my guy, if the intention is to create a fantasy, right on. Because mm-hmm. I think I, I a lot of the issues people have with Black Panther, a lot of the issues black black I mean Africans have with Black Panther I actually didn't have those issues. Mm-hmm. My issues were more technical and accents and stuff. But whether it was like, oh, it's a fake country, I was like, no, it's a fake country. Let it be a fake country. You know, I was even more interested in the fact that a white like Stan Lee was the one who created that universe in his head. Right. And then and then I did a lot of research to find that a lot of the narratives in Black Panther were successfully written by African Americans who were doing their research. Like over time, the comic books, the writers became black people, but mm-hmm. they were not Africans. Right. Which which again. I, 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 we, we cannot eat our cake and have it all the time. Right. But, like, again, all my point is Beyonce's intention. If her intention is to point at that image 
as a representation of some Africa that we must identify with or we should identify with or that she is a proposition because every image is a proposition, then that's problematic and people will disagree with her. Okay, just but like I yeah, do. but we don't we don't know if that's true though, you know? But because based she on- has done it before. So now we're saying she might do it again. She referenced Oshun and Lemonade and everybody was praising that. Why is it now that she everybody wants to critique her? I think that it's layered because I feel like part of this critique is because of the times and the moment that we're living in now. A lot of people are out of work. A lot of people are unhappy. <laughs> That's true. Beyonce That's true. is a capitalist. Her husband is a capitalist. People are tired of people flaunting wealth in their face. My great, great grandchildren already rich. That's a lot of brown turn on your Forbes list. Frolicking around my compound on my fortress. So people like Beyonce and Jay-Z are automatically targets. If they do something that's questionable, people want to drag them for it because they're tired of that, you know? And, okay, good, good. You're bringing up a good point. The frustration people are having with Corona, which I think is responsible for the protest because a lot of people who are protesting might be protesting just the fact that they didn't get their stipend, their stimulus check from the <laughs> government. Anyway, to yeah. add to what you said now, Ukiro will not come on the podcast and not present two views. I'll present the other view for you too, yeah. Justin. Shall we? Okay. People say Beyonce is profiting off of African people's backs or whatever in terms of imagery. And my response to that is, what about African artists, I'm talking about music, Afrobeats, Whiskey, David Doe, mm-hmm. all of them, Fireboy, Peruzzi, all the artists that people listen to, Santi, I mean, those guys are different, mm-hmm. but like, all these artists we listen to, why is it that when we do interviews, you're hearing, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, man, where shit, does that come man. from? Um, yeah, man, like, I just came back from like Atlanta and I hit up my studio producer mm-hmm. and she said, and then when I went to his, you, you changing pronoun, you're changing yeah. every, like speaking like bad English, but with like not bad English, not that English, anyway, but with, but speaking like Ni- Nigerian artist speaking like African Americans trying to speak Ebonics to look cool because that is a cool idea, that is a cool personality. The way that a lot of our artists dress in terms of like rap, they don't come out and wear a uh, gold chain and just like fella with like khaki <laughs> or like what's it called dashiki. Yeah, they wear Adidas like slides. They they they're trying to look like African Americans and then African Americans, in terms of artistry and imagery, there's this going back to Africa movement. So what I think is happening, in addition to what you're saying about everyone is angry, is there's a comedy. Uh, a comedy of errors that has been at, at play since day one mm-hmm. where we are brothers and sisters oh the same way that what, what is her name Bonaboy's mother said we are all africans and the message from Berna, i believe would be that every black person should please remember that you were africans before you became anything else we are all from the same ancestors oh, right and we are literally trying to figure out how to <laughs> connect, connect back them to back other. again because they were severed and, and so Black is King is the response to that call to connect back to something. Our Afrobeat songs that have hats, it's still a connection back to that. We're coming mm-hmm. back together. Mm-hmm. but And that's why I'm saying, but in the same way that brother and sisters fight, I think we're fighting right now. I hope, though, that me critiquing Beyonce, you having what you said about my critique and everyone else's critique, and me having what I even had to say about my critique, about everyone's critique, mm-hmm. Is having a conversation because to me that's the goal like critical analysis of these things yeah not right or wrong but like okay this is how i feel about that this is how i feel about that so like but but like i said what the lady said that's her own opinion based on what she thinks who knows what she does for a living who knows what she cares about who knows what she's investing in terms of media in nigeria what she cares about who knows is she your house i don't even know like Mm -hmm. some of these things because sometimes people can feel like insulted by you using their religion to do something artistic Mm -hmm. especially when you profit off of it because let's bear in mind (laughs) they are not out there targeting indie filmmakers using oshun and ogun it's only beyonce because she's making money right you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So there's 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 layers to this thing. Yeah, let's you know. let's talk about the the whole We Were Kings narrative because that's one of the things that she mentioned in that think piece that she wrote. This whole idea of we were kings and queens before they enslaved us and brought us to America. We were royalty. Yeah. We mattered. A lot of people have issue with that because you know people say that a lot of people were not kings and queens or most people weren't kings and queens and that yeah. I think that's true so I think that um, maybe it is questionable to say something like that because it's not true but I think that you also have to look at the intent of why somebody right. is saying that I think right. she's saying that to make black people as a whole feel 
empowered feel like their life matters because black yeah. lives have always been taken advantage of has have always been exploited so she's trying to twist the narrative and say you know we mattered before we were yeah. enslaved and reduced to nothing we were something that's where she's doing that's what she's doing with that but that whole idea needs to be debunked because not everybody was a king and queen and i would venture yeah. to say that most people in fact were not king and queens in africa before being enslaved in fact more than venture to say that you have to actually say that because you cannot even have more than two kings in what like if everybody was a king who was the subject now right you know <laughs> you know what i'm trying to say so that that's already mathematically speaking population wise we were not all kings and queens mm-hmm. we haven't made movies about again bringing it back to image making my nigga can i say the n-word on this yeah. show <laughs> <laughs> yes my nigga uh-huh which is another word that african-american i mean nigerians use nigga in their really? song really no, we I mean, that's true. Now. That's true. And now we true. use nigga, nigga. My nigga, we bowling, we bowling, my nigga. Like See, you know, that, but, yeah, but, that's appropriation, bro. Like, don't even get me started. It goes on, both like, ways, you know. It goes both ways. Africans We're just trying can't, to. Yeah, Africans can't pick and choose what they want to be offended by because they themselves appropriate off of black culture. Yeah, that's why I think it's more beneficial for us to come together, acknowledge and, our differences, yes. but also acknowledge how we're similar as well. Because yes. we are all one at the end of the day, and I think yes. that this division is pointless because division yes. is what people want and yes. there is you know a big division and divide between black americans and nigerians you know what your parents say i know what yeah. my parents say yeah my Just, parents don't say that to it's my uncles i'm not trying to make my parents seem like saints but literally my parents are actually racially conscious good That's like they, they are aware like my like my my freaking dad was telling me about malcolm x when i was young and telling mm-hmm. me he liked him more than mlk i'm and most people don't even have that critical uh, re- relationship with those two figures you know right. what I'm trying to say so that already started me on a path of like questioning things but it was <laughs> it was my send-off party for, in Nigeria when I was 16 that mm-hmm. one of my uncles again not a blood relation but I'm sure some of my blood relations have those thoughts where he was like hey man be careful for uh, uh, mind African Americans oh. I didn't even know they said Makata it was like uh, mind African Americans you know they like doing drugs you know mind their women oh. you know their women are like, getting pregnant I'm like wow and then, and then you come to America and you realize like it's Anyway, we can, we know who it is. Yeah, we know who yeah. does those things, but yeah. <laughs> let's not say before the eyes <laughs> will come and collect me before my time. Lose some subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh-huh. But yeah, man. Um, that conversation needs to be had because, like, I feel like, like I said, what we're trying to do is we're trying to figure out this relationship. This, um, that's why one of my favorite artists is Judena. Eighty-five to Africa is the it's, it's to me my it's my manifesto as well. Mm-hmm. Bridging the building an interstate between the diaspora and the continent, and that. For that to happen, there's going to be some traffic jam. There's going to be some accidents. Yeah. There's going to be some people hurt. But that process, let's not lose sight of what is actually happening there with these collaborations. I remember when the band Snoop Dogg and Don Jazzy did Mr. Endowed, we were like raising our heads, Jesus Christ. So Snoop Dogg can be on an African song. What? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, Two Face back in the day, African Queen, like being featured in an African American film, like the black film that then he won an award and everything. So, like, man, I mean, what is happening? I'm aware. I don't lose sight of what the bigger conversation is happening. Right. But sometimes the details, you know, you can like fine tune the details and, 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 and see do people actually know what's going on, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, Ukira, I think that one thing we need to talk about is how people want Africa to be portrayed in the media. I think that there's this whole idea that a lot of people in America think that, you know, there's giraffes and monkeys everywhere and rhinos and poor African children with flies on their bellies. People have this view of Africa. But if you're educated, if you know, if you're well read, you know that this is not, you know, the full, you know, embodiment of what Africa is. There's cities, there's buildings, there's skyscrapers, just like in America. And I feel like a lot of... If I may interrupt you for a second, Uh I dare add that you said there's cities, right? Mm Mm-hmm. African, we had cities still even back then. We just, yeah. we just, you know, what I'm trying to say like there's this idea that I think that's the, 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 what's happening is we're talking, we're too focused on either being villages or being kings and queens. We're both we're not talking about civilization. Yeah, as an as an experience that we had, regardless of whether they were tall buildings, short buildings, round buildings, deep buildings, we had agricultural systems that Americans still can't replicate till date. You know, what I'm trying to say like there's, yeah. there's technology we had so like. I just wanted to add that. No, it's true. Like, well, you know, cities, we didn't have maybe uh, 
Mitsubishis and like Audis and Hondas <laughs> driving around, but we had our carriages and yeah. we had different models for carriages and stuff. Because it's this whole narrative that a lot of people that are uninformed have that without Westernization, without colonization, Africans Africans would just not know what to do with themselves, and that's not true. It's not but true. I do think that there's a lot of Africans or Nigerians that you know don't want to be seen as this country that is rural. But most yeah. of Nigeria is rural, you know. Yes. So I yeah. think that you shouldn't want to run away from that because I think that a lot of like Africans want to compete with America. We're just like you guys too, but it shouldn't be like that. We are different and that's okay. Yeah. We have rural parts too that people yeah. thrive in as well. And we have cities as well. So stop wanting to compete with America to compare yourselves that, oh, we have this just like y'all. Yeah. Stop with that because anybody that's smart and well-read knows that. So I don't think it's fair to say that Beyonce or Westerners are perpetuating the stereotype that Africa is this one way. If you truly know there's no need to think that if that makes any type of sense i feel like what we are doing with the whole king and queen narrative it is an african version of black excellence which is well mm. for my life to matter for me to yeah. be valuable and for me to have a what seat at the table i have to be a king yeah it's like no which is not true it's not true it is it is true because that's the system but it's it's not right you know what i'm trying what i'm trying to say like that's that's the reality but the black excellence narrative the, the, that that black that kings and queen thing is an ex is an african version of that mm-hmm. where if we're not that if we're not those things then we're not going to, then we don't to be matter. at the table even though the average the average average the average american gets a seat at the table the average white passing and white american gets a seat at the table the average non poc gets a seat at the table but we have to be 10,000 times as interesting and as wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? In order to be relevant in any way. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that is dangerous because it's okay to not be a king and still matter. Your life means just as much as a king. Like, you don't have to be royalty to matter. You can be mm-hmm. just a human being, just an African, and still have just as much value. Yeah. Like It's just because we're colonized. That's why. Yeah. We're still colonized. I mean, most uh, any Nigerian listening to this would would uh, relate to this. Like any Nigerian from back home, I don't know if if like if someone like from here would do that, but no, it wouldn't make sense for them to do that. But like when you're back home, if someone comes back from abroad, abroad is what we call it, abroad. If the person comes back from out like a country far away, they can just say, "Oh, this an American pen." Mm-hmm. He'd be like, "Oh my god, oh my god, this pen is so cool." Hey, my uncle bought me American pen. Right. When you see candy, you're like sweet. We call it sweets back home. It's like, oh, it's American sweets. Everything that's American is better. So there's yeah. always like a colonial mindset that influences how we relate with the world. And that's, and, a, and, and and that's what we're trying to do in our movies. That's, bro, that's a whole topic. It could sure. be a whole topic. Yeah. Um, it's so critical it's, it's, man, it's complicated man. but I just think yeah. it's interesting because I do I do wonder if they're putting like edits into the film based on what everybody is saying before it comes Ooh, out you know like what I Sonic mean the Hedgehog yeah because yeah, like it doesn't come out to July 31st and you know Beyonce is reading the stuff that people are saying online I it's probably too late to make any serious changes to it but I wonder if she's gonna like add in something that says I'm honoring these cultures and they yeah. mean so much to me or something like that you know I w- you know, it, I'll, I'll say this. I, I texted a friend of mine. I said that a lot of this Beyonce talk is also shading Freud. You know, shading Freud. Sigmund Freud. Sha- sorry, sh- I think shading Freud. It's like a, it's a concept. I'll, I'll read you the meaning right now. I'm just going okay. to literally. Um, so shading Freud is um, the pleasure derived by someone from another person's misfortune. Like we've all felt that. You know, you know when like it's just weird. It's so weird. Like shading, shading Freud is such a weird concept. But it's like you know when like you see someone just like trip and fall and you just like. I mean, it's very unfortunate, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> or like, or like, you know, like how excited a lot of people might be for everything happening with Will and Jada right now. Because oh, I know they seem like the, they seem like the perfect couple, and it's just enjoyable to see that they're not perfect. And it's like, oh my god, like, yeah, what mm-hmm. you know? Um, or J, you know, people wanting to see J Cole uh, fall, and people want to see No Name fall. Like people on both sides, we have all experienced shedding, shedding, shedding Friday. You know, sometimes it's in class. You know, you you know your your friend does well. And you you do well, you do your friend does well, and you kind of feel like, man, I wish I got a ninety two as well. Yeah. But then you, you do better than your friend, and there's just this little, I, I did my thing. You know, it's just it's a yeah little, yeah it's I know what you thing. mean. It's not evil. So I think I know I what feel, you mean. I feel like a lot of it is Shadow and Freud, man. Like we just want to see if there are people who are haters, and that's hating. Like people want to see Beyonce flop. I want to be wrong. I hope that I feel like an idiot after this podcast is released and then the film is released, I want to feel like a fool. Yeah. I want to be so wrong. Mm-hmm. If I'm not wrong, though, no, like life goes on and then the next person is going to do it better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, or differently. That's a, 
Yeah, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you said that because I want to be wrong as well. I'm a big fan of Beyonce, but at the same time, I can be critical of her. I hope she proves me wrong. I hope she proves everybody wrong because in right. reality, we haven't seen the art in question. So I don't think it's fair on our part for us to do a deep dive into a one minute trailer. You know, the movie is going to be at least an hour. So it's like, come right. on, reserve judgment until we see the whole thing. But... Right. But I mean, so, we can't. Yeah. We but but aren't we doing the thing you're saying we shouldn't do by saying we should reserve judgment because like we've not done no, that for no, some no, shows no, no, and no. it's helped. No, I'll stop no, you right. It. I'll stop you right there and say yeah. that. Oh, yeah, stop me. Now. Okay, I'll say that that's this whole thing with this Beyonce Black is King thing is like having an assignment where you're supposed to write an essay on a movie and all you've seen is the trailer. Yes, you can dissect the trailer, but you're gonna fail that paper because you did not break down the movie. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, you know, breaking down, we can't, it's hot, it's, it, but, but people have to do that. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that that's, that's the price you pay for being an artist. Like, when you offer up yourself, um, you know, in the everyone, public. yeah, people are going to be like, uh, I don't even care what you're trying to do. This is how it made me feel. You know, there are people who till today are like, I'm telling you, watch when they see us, watch when they see us, watch when they see us. And they're like, I can't watch it. It's too much. Like, non people of color. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and I'm like, you just watch it and they're like right. you know the way it makes me feel like if it's uncomfortable <laughs> for it's you gory, imagine yeah. how it feels to live in a black to body that you know yeah and people people love this is america by a childish gambino but i don't i, I will always you you don't right i and know. Me, i love the i love the song but I, that moment when he points the gun and does the minstrel thing and shoots that guy mm-hmm. i was just it's, like it's for shock did you, value did you have to do that? you know what i'm trying to say so yeah. like if Beyonce has offered herself up to the world and she has said I have an opinion because she has called herself an artist. Yeah. And people are going to literally be like, hey man, your opinion <laughs> your opinion is valid. I am I am validating your experience, your opinion by criticizing yeah. it. Yeah, and that's you what know. she gets. And also because yeah. Beyonce has played it safe her entire career. The first time she got political is when she released Lemonade and released a single formation. We've never seen Beyonce this, you know, in our face about black culture, you know. Right. And standing up for yourself. And I think that because of that, people have begun to be more critical. Because if you're going to invoke the image of Black Panthers during your Super Bowl performance, I expect this same energy when Black Lives Matter issues are happening in the real world. That's why I'll say when she released that thing, we need justice for George Floyd. I was like, what is this? This Why is is it so well lit? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, keep keep the same energy. The filmmaker in me was like, what is... Anyway, (laughs) guy, but my question to you is this Uh now, like... Real quick, do you feel like it is okay for some celebrities to not have to say anything if they're using their money to, if they're putting their money where their mouth could have been? Yes, yes. And people will bounce against that and say that if you have a big platform, you are obligated to speak. I don't think anybody's obligated to speak. I don't think anybody's obligated to donate. The reason why we put these expectations on celebrities is because they have a lot of access, resources, and money, and it's easier for them to do it than it is for you and I to do the same. But, you know, I don't think that they're obligated to do that. At the end of the day, Beyonce is an entertainer. We pay for her albums. We pay for her concert tickets. That's what we pay her to do, to entertain us. We don't pay her to be an activist. We don't pay her, you know, to donate. That is what her purpose is. Whenever Beyonce dies... uh Uh-huh, go ahead, go ahead. Doesn't doesn't it somehow pay to be an activist still? Although, although I will say the article said, and I didn't read, I didn't look at the stats Mm -hmm. for myself, but the article did say that since she went very pro-black in her visuals and in her music, Mm -hmm. um, she sold less copies and everything which is true um which is true uh-huh. so that's pretty powerful to think about it from that way but is she potentially fulfilling herself in another way you know what i'm trying to say I th- yeah because this that's is her monetary. art this is her art and i think that there was an awakening with beyonce because before we never heard her talk about issues then something clicked in her with all of the shootings that were happened with philando castile and all these people i think that she got woke either somebody like you know talk to her about it or she realized on her own and had her own you know awakening moment where she's like i have a big platform i want to in my artwork reflect black beauty blackness you know uh wokeness i guess i want to do that in my art and i think that she's entitled to do that but with her whole silence I think that her being silent on certain issues or just being silent in general, because, you know, Beyonce doesn't give interviews. It can be <laughs> yeah. it can be a good thing and it can also be a bad thing. It can be a good thing because it keeps you out of drama, but it can be a bad thing because when you don't speak, other people will speak for you. You see what happens? Yeah. She released yeah. a trailer, said nothing. 
And then people are coming up with narratives for her because she doesn't, you know, openly defend her own art. You know what I mean? This guy, I like the fact that you, you, you've criticized her, you've held her up, you've beat her down, you've put her up. Like, I appreciate how um, nuanced your analysis of Beyonce You is. have to be. You have to yeah. be, man. You have See to be. See all the sides. Yeah. yeah. That's, and that's what I love about doing this because there's more than one side to every yeah. story. And Fact. I just hate that people hear one good hot take about anybody and then they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But do the work for yourself. Understand yeah. what exactly is being discussed and have your own opinion. People right. are too quick to piggyback off of something that sounds really good without reflecting and realizing how it makes them feel and what their true opinion is that's low-key like a pet peeve of mine in like social settings i hate talking i love talking and i love listening i like having good conversations like i go out to like i hoping to meet people that i'm gonna have good conversations with anyone who knows me knows that about me Mm -hmm. but what i hate is meeting people who talk like they're tweeting (laughs) or they're retweeting yeah there's no critical there's no weight behind what you're saying you're saying something that i i saw yesterday on a tweet that went viral Mm -hmm. like hey what do you think about this to happen and you're like yeah man that shit low-key sad (laughs) <laughs> like that's lucky sad because like people right because like people am i right and i'm like yeah people am i right <laughs> there's no personal connection yeah um, come on yeah. I, we just have to but yeah that's yeah. that's a problem that you run run into when you're silent people will speak True. for you if you don't speak True. for yourself but i think that maybe she's gonna let the art speak for herself and we're but, gonna but watch are we, it but you know I, and then i hear what you're saying and i'm like well well, I don't know. I just feel like maybe, maybe, maybe we like maybe because because we like Beyonce, we feel beyond feeling entitled to some sort of response from her. We feel entitled to a certain relationship with her. Yeah, that her art is not who she is necessarily. Yeah, you know, that's true. It's part of celebrity culture where we just put them all together. And you know, um, one of my favorite genius lyrics um, interviews is where a guy was talking about <laughs> driving a certain car. And if you in the interview said he can't even drive, he doesn't even have. A he license. doesn't even know how to drive. Yeah, he doesn't have a license, and that to me, I think, is what we do sometimes with artists. You know, like like a guy like Moses Sumney. Moses Sumney is about his art. Like everything he says, he just wears it. Like you know, what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But if ten years from now Moses Sumney says, like, I see Moses Sumney at like a Starbucks. You know, okay, you know, it's like catching that your friend who says they're vegetarian, but then they eat meat. Like you catch them eating meat. So in the same way, like it is possible that Beyonce's. Beyonce the artist is vegetarian, but Beyonce the person eats meat. Right. And that that can happen. But we, but don't, we don't know don't that though. We don't know that. Yeah. And so she she can really and I'm not talking about her intentions. I'm literally talking about her performance as as an artist. You know, mm-hmm. she might not be method. She might not be method like in her performances. Maybe when she goes on stage. I I don't know if you've been to live live shows or like you've been backstage before. Like sometimes artists like once they're like off, they become a different person. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. that's why you know the idea of Sasha Fierce or what's uh Nicki Minaj's Roman. Yeah. Like all these personalities they channel are powerful cuz you've been you've done theater, right? Yeah. Yeah, once you get off stage like <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not my character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. but but there's a difference between playing a part. I don't know. It's it's hard because it could be both. It it's can, just levels to it. Yeah, there's levels it's, to it. There's her, there's high school plays, and then there's Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> right? So I think that we want more something. We want this relationship with her as a person, but she's not giving that to us, and she shouldn't. Yeah, Maybe she, she's shy. Maybe she's quiet. Maybe she, she doesn't owe know, us anything. Yeah. And people should get over that. Celebrities don't owe you anything. Beyonce is an entertainer, and we we pay her to entertain us, and that's it. She's not an activist. She said she, she's not. A, I don't, she doesn't say that she's an activist. So people shouldn't give her that label. But I do think that if you're gonna invoke certain images, people are gonna expect for you to come to bat for that community that you're trying to invoke in your music. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I think that people are entitled to do that because it's not fair for you to wear a Black Panther outfit, profit off of lemonade, have a whole world tour about it, and then be like, yeah, done with that era. Back to, you know, there's... Because yeah. What's Her Name did that. Who? Miley Cyrus did that. Yes. With, but, but with... I mean, that song was really good. Is it... What's the song? Jay's on my... What's the, the song with Juicy J? Get on the floor. Na, 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 na. I love that song. I didn't want to like it because <laughs> I, I knew what she was doing, but I love that song, bro. <laughs> and then uh, 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 Jay's on. 
<laughs> yeah, bro, that's a good song. But she was culture already appropriating something, you know. She is because Miley Cyrus, she had the hip hop aesthetic. You know, yeah. her album sales were the most for that era when she was like tapping into hip hop music. And then whenever she was done with hip hop, she released an article or she was interviewed and she she said hip hop, yeah, it's very like misogynistic or something like that. And she like completely shed that and shitting on the platform that got you there. Post Malone has done the same thing. Yeah, I don't like him. There's a, there's a pattern. I don't know what the pattern is. But you tell me. I I know what the pattern is. I know what the pattern is. The listeners know too. Put two and two (laughs) together. But I just don't like the idea. That is cultural appropriation. I don't think that what Beyonce is doing is cultural appropriation because it is her culture, right? But some people would disagree with that. I don't know what you think. I think. I think. Um. I I don't like words, bro. Like I don't like words. Once they get popular, I don't want to use them. Like toxic, I don't use toxic anymore in conversation because I'm like, what does toxic even mean? Manipulative, I can use. Um, misogynistic, dangerous, oppressive. Yeah, oppressive. Um, sub subduing, like you know, mm-hmm. submiss whatever. But I can't use toxic anymore because I use the word and then people so gonna like make it something else. Same with appropriation. I understand what the word means, but it, because the thing is. People, people will hear what I would say, cultural appropriation. Very few people will go and Google cultural appropriation <laughs> and then see what it means and then see all the different evolutions of the meaning. You know, and, and the reason I'm saying that is because I literally, I was having conversations around um, culture around misogyny and specifically rape culture and sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And I literally had, I literally did some research and I was like, oh, there's levels to this. So sexual violence is not, is the top. And it's actually a human rights violation. Right. So if you're a, if you're a sexual assaulter, you violated human rights. Like right. if if someone had enough money, they can sue you to like ICJ. You know what I'm trying to say? It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a big deal beyond. I mean, the, the biggest part of it is you hurt someone. But like I'm saying that legally speaking, it's like a big deal. So like there's sexual violence, and then there's sexual assault, and then there's rape. Mm-hmm. Like rape is a form of sexual assault, and then sexual assault is a form of sexual violence. So like I do, establishing the, those um, what's it called those those words nuances, for me yeah. mm-hmm. nuances help me have a conversation, and I had to mention those definitions to the people I was talking to. So in the same way, you've said cultural appropriation. Now, I will not use that word. However, here's what I would say she's doing. She's seen something and she's using it to do something and she's maybe borrowing from it, right? Right. And she's and it's synthesizing through her and her, because her body, like her body is not an African body by virtue of like staying on the soil because it's an African body by virtue of ancestry. Mm-hmm. There is something she can claim there. Right, that that may make it less of appropriation or exploitation in that negative light. Right, but I th- I think with the whole idea of capitalism, I think that people should keep the same energy for their other faves. You know, with Rihanna, she started her Fenty company, and everybody's praising her for it. But is she not a capitalist just like the rest of them? Is she yeah. not exploiting people that are creating her lingerie line? You know what I mean? So why yep. is it that y'all aren't keeping that same energy for her? There's no think pieces about Rihanna is exploiting all these people. She's about to become a billionaire. And nobody's saying anything. Because her capitalism is favoring some people, you know, like we're all selfish at the end of the day. Like human beings are just shitty people. All of us. Like yeah. even you. Look at you. Even <laughs> me. Look at me. Like ex- I'm just an exploitative bastard. Like all of us. All we're of terrible us. people. Yeah. But we we, we, we we practice this thing called moral moral um, morality. Uh, selective morality mm-hmm. that's the it, see that that concept needs to be talked about more in these conversations yeah selective morality is a pain in the ass because it's like sometimes i'm having conversations with people i'm like bro like but like you see you're doing the thing that you said i shouldn't do about this other thing so like what's good like you know what i'm trying mm-hmm. to say yeah 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 um yeah uh, man. it's just it's tough because this conversation is layered and i think that it, there's there's history aspects of it there's cultural aspects of it and i think that it's part of it is the United States. They're, they have a you know part in this as well because of history. History in the United States, you know, they start off with slavery. They act as if black people didn't exist before slavery. So their whole narrative is slavery right. and oppression, civil rights, and that's all we cover. But I think, you know, the same way we cover American history in two parts, right. we also need to cover African history in two parts as well. There's right. slavery and beyond, but the, also we need to cover the time beyond slavery too, mm-hmm. you know? Like, do you mean before slavery? Before slavery, yeah. Right. Yeah, no, 100% now, like, when you hear the stories of some of the things we used to accomplish back in the day, and the fact that they're not taught to us, like, it's all part of the colonialism or colonization, because my guy, like, what we have in Nigeria is social studies. We don't have Nigerian history. Mm -hmm. You, You learn about history from taking government classes, 
and then if you're a arts or science student if you're a science student you're not going to even learn that much about like the country's history if you're an arts student then you learn more because you're going to take literature social studies um civics government right so man the, the stuff is complicated man the entire curriculum should just be thrown away throw, throw, i don't know if you've been away. seeing those conversations on on facebook but like a lot of people in in academia are saying harvard pre- everywhere even just the concept white supremacy is it's deep. so deep it's deep where do you even begin, man? I don't with statues. You know. <laughs> <laughs> with statues. <laughs> with statues. Um, and names. Bruh. And I don't know. Shade. I'm Shade. being serious. But I mean that's a that's that's something, but that's not enough. That's symbolic, but we need to do more. Be honest, you know, because and you know, growing up in America, you know, when I was younger, we, you know, had Thanksgiving parties in my kindergarten and first grade classes, and they would tell us that the natives and the pilgrims were friendly and kumbaya and they mm-hmm. shared with each other but that's not true like we right. it's like indoctrination more than it is teaching history doing yeah. a pledge of allegiance that's weird standing up and putting your hand over your heart and saying it in a monotone voice i pledge allegiance to the flag yeah. it's yeah. very strange if you really take a deep dive like into it yeah but people don't talk about it because they're so used to it they've been ingrained in it they've been indoctrinated mm-hmm. but they don't even realize it that's why their reverence for this flag this piece of cloth goes so deep because from a young age they were told certain things about that flag so whenever people have a conversation about it, it's like you don't love america you don't love this country go back to where you came from mm-hmm. you know <laughs> that's what the thing is you know no oh up, goodness man. yeah bro no this country <sighs> I, I love america because of i hate i have so many issues in this country but one of the things i love about america is the branding one of the biggest brands in, in the world yeah. is america and the way they pull this thing off like hats off to white supremacists, man. I know they killed, they killed the show. They killed the show. The masterminds, I mean, amazing, amazing work. Like they did their thesis statement. They they killed it. They did the presentation, bro. But you know, you know what happens when you do stuff like that. Eventually, it's gonna go away. And yeah, that's what's happening right now. And, and it's exciting. Honestly, uh, honestly that's a, uh, what you said about like stuff going away it's kind of a scary thing for like white people to digest because i feel like part of the reason why trump got elected is because a lot of white people saw it as their last big chance to dominate you know right so right. they're like man if we don't vote vote for trump we're gonna be erased because there's all the studies and you know everybody's saying that like by 2030 or by 2050 that white people are going to be the minority in this country and people a lot of white people are very fearful of that so when they see black lives matter painted in the street they see that as an attack on whiteness and it scares them because they don't want to be seen as a minority because they've been enjoying the fruits of having power based on this white supremacist country that they built you know right Oof. Yeah, I, and I, I can't, I, I, I can't, I can't empathize with them. <laughs> I can't. I because, mean, what's, what's to empathize with? Because, like, it's just a fact. <laughs> when I have conversations with white people, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I want you to separate yourself as a white person yeah. from whiteness mm-hmm. as a slur and whiteness as something to be ashamed of. Yeah. And understand it as whiteness, as a system you profit from. Focus on that part. Because mm-hmm. when we talk about whiteness and we say white people, the first response is they look at their skin. Defensive. Look, you know, they look at their skin and they're like, oh, like, and I, I, I just, I'm just, I mean, they're human beings too. So I like, I hate that they have to feel that bad. As a human, as a human being, I hate that if I have to feel that bad. As a black person, I'm like, hey man, welcome to our <laughs> world, whatever, right? yeah. Um, and so I'm like, div- like, div- just divorce yourself from that stuff. Like, whiteness is a, is a mentality. It's not just like, there are black people who have a whiteness mentality. There mm-hmm. are non-white people who have a whiteness mentality. And so when I have a conversation about, like, usurping these systems, I'm like, always like, about understand the problem as look at the problem like you're an outsider to it just understand it yeah and then look at how you profit from it yeah take a deep dive but a lot of people people or white people are uncomfortable with that because they know that when they take that deep dive they have to understand that a lot of their fortunate situations come we're not based on talent yeah it was based on the color of their skin yeah not solely because you know we're not saying anything about white people not being talented that's not the conversation the conversation is about like this little let up that that means so much this Mm -hmm. layup that you have when you're a white person. Yes. Like, sometimes like it's more bad. than a layup. Like generational <laughs> wealth is a lot that people like, mm-hmm. oh, I, my, my, my uncle died and uh, he's giving me like, um, or I'm getting like the, his wealth or whatever. They 
talk about that like that's an everyday thing but for a lot of people they don't have that you know and you know acknowledging that and coming to terms with that is something that they have to understand that that is a privilege like this system that was built on you know free labor off the backs of you know African Americans that's where that money a lot of that money is coming from all those opportunities that were granted based on that free labor that was given to you guys you know that's this that's the fortunate situation that you're in until reparations are given in some form whether that's money or institutional changes to this country you know this country will never heal you have to heal you have to acknowledge the sins of the past in order to move forward i can't i can't offend you and then act like everything is okay without addressing what you were mad at me about you know you'll always in the back of your mind be like man justin really wronged me and until justin acknowledges that our relationship will never be the same you know so this country has to do the same thing but you know, it is what it is. Like this, this conversation took us from Beyonce to Bro, white supremacy. Look at where we are. I feel like it's been the last thirty minutes talking about. It's white fine. People, That's what we whiteness. do on this podcast. Because sometimes, <sighs> you know, you have to dive deeper in order to, you know, get the full understanding of something. True. Yeah. And and you think about the role that white Hollywood played in propagating the propagating the images that even led Beyonce to now be doing what she's doing. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, let's, people are like, it's never, it's not always about, it's not always about white people, it's not always about slavery. But it is. My response is like, why is this person so focused on making blackness royalty if someone didn't doubt that it was in the first place? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> See? It's still, it's still Hollywood, bro. It's still white Hollywood. Yeah. It, ain't that crazy? It is crazy. You know, and here we are blaming Beyonce and criticizing her when it's literally like, we're all literally still doing this work. You know? Um, I know. Um, but I have I have issues, and you know, and and so like you know, what, but what you said about judging a book by a cover is very important. I mean, like when, when like for example, when Confederate, I don't know if you remember Confederate, the show, the HBO show, right? Yeah, the one they wanted to make. Yeah, like we didn't need to see a trailer to know what that was about. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? We judged it 100 percent by the cover, and people were trying to defend it. They were like, "Well, you haven't seen you haven't seen what we're trying to write." Or like you, Whitey, and you, Whitey, writing a show about a fictional world in which the confederates won like that's wild if you guys don't know what ukiro is talking about a couple years ago i think maybe in 2017 2016 2016, 2016, yeah yeah, hbo announced that um i believe the writers of game of thrones were going to create a new show called confederate where it was a reimagining of what the world would be like had the confederacy won during the civil war so of course this caused a lot of backlash people were like why are you even making this in the first place so based on this premise alone all of the controversy put it in like production hell and I think that now it's been cancelled and now it's not going to be a thing anymore yeah yeah yeah. definitely check it out it's very hilarious that people are trying to do that um because some of these this are racism it's like some people have these racist fantasies where they're like you know what what if the confederacy won you know what I mean why mm-hmm. is that even something that you want to live or even portray what were they thinking? Yeah, it's, you know, that's why it's important yeah. to have black people in the room in when rooms, some of these yeah. decisions are being made. Oh, you know? wait. Uh-huh. Bro, they had a black producer. Oh, really? They, were, they, had, they had their token black person. That they well, so we have to talk about complicitness, <laughs> too. Some yeah. people are complicit for the bag, and they will look the other way yeah. as long as they're getting a check at the end of the day. So that'll always be the case in whatever society that we're living in. But, it's 100%. Yeah. There's me and, me and Minds is a part of like this business, you know? Um, people are going to turn a blind eye um, to a lot when, of things. To a lot of things when it comes down to you know, it's yeah, it's just complicated. It is. It is. We've we've covered so much on this episode. the The point of this episode, the point that I want y'all to take home this week is that you know, black people got their history taken away from them, their language, their culture, everything. So. I think that when somebody is trying to make a stride towards understanding what was severed, um, I think that we as Africans should be more receptive and understanding in what they're trying to do. You know, yes, we can critique, but at the same time, allow people to understand it. There was always so many people saying that you black Americans need to connect to your roots. And now that somebody is trying to do that, y'all are coming down with heavy criticisms. No, like that, not like that, like this. You know, and I, I and I think that's that's going to happen. But I just wish I wish we laughed about it more than we fought about it. Mm-hmm. I wish we saw something like that. Where we're like, oh my god, here we go again with the yeah, yeah, buggy. You know, I was like, okay, Beyonce, listen. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like, there's a way to I do think, things. Yeah, you know, versus like, and that's why I was saying like I didn't like the fact that that lady was like, yeah, you people come and insult us about Wi-Fi, and I was laughing because I'm like, girl. 
Not Wi-Fi everybody with no does Wi-Fi. <laughs> Wi-Fi with no Wi-Fi, shouldn't we still be respected by African Americans? Like, Come like on. you see, you see what I'm trying to say? Like, this conversation is bigger than it's layered. Yeah. What do you have and what do I have? Not mm-hmm. even sorry, not bigger, layered, like you said. Um, you know, yeah. and I, I would be, I would love to talk more about like diaspora wars because, like, I have so many thoughts on that. Like, if no, you'll come, you'll come back, happened, you'll come please back. Let me know because I'm tired. I'm tired, tired with a T, bro, with a T, with a T which, with a freaking T in all the languages, all kinds of T's, which T, you know, <laughs> I don't know, bro. Like, like, so, so, so here's, here's, I'll re, I'll kind of recap my thoughts. Let's let Beyonce do her thing. We're, we're gonna critique it though because it's Beyonce and it's art. I'm gonna have issues with it regardless because because I'm a filmmaker, right? <laughs> and so I'm gonna be like, oh lord, you know. Um, but it looks beautiful. I will say this: the cinematography looks beautiful. Because mm. even when I saw it, it just looks like all the stars, the music video, yeah. but with like a film camera. And I didn't I didn't say shit about you know all the stars. Right. So why did I say shit about Beyonce? I know because because Beyonce has a track record of you know it, it, again it's like picking so and this your and, and maybe and yeah and maybe there's a, an element of chauvinism there. So let me call myself out. When I heard about Negus in like. Kendrick Lamar's um, uh, album, I think it was it to Pimp Butterfly. I don't listen to much hip hop, mm-hmm, but me neither. you know whatever whatever it was Kendrick was trying to stand for. You know, I didn't I didn't actually like come out and like you know try to be like blah 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 blah. But maybe it's because he didn't have a little lot of imagery that was like African centric that yeah. I can remember. A lot of it was still based in Compton. A lot of it was still based in the version of blackness that was grounded in, in something that felt familiar, even just to me as an, an African. Um, you know I'm, tr- I'm sorry, No I'm I get what say. you're saying so Yeah Before we start talking about Kendrick I just wanted to say That this is critical um, I, I, I hope I'm wrong bro Because if, if I'm wrong My nigga Woo! That's gonna be one of the best Then Then you can like, come on the show And we can apologize together <laughs> And we can apologize We're like I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm glad I was wrong and Yeah I, I hope I'm wrong Because I, One of my favorite photographers Joshua Kisi Was involved in it And I, I think Joshua Kisi Knows what he's doing um, but yeah, that's about it, I guess, for this episode. Uh, plug yourself for the people one last time. Okay, y'all listen. My name is Ukiro Okiro. I'm from Nigeria, and I probably will be going back. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> don't say that. Um, say but that. if I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be around. I'm going to... Um, plan was to move to LA. But I'm a filmmaker. I'm a photographer. I'm a writer. I'm a musician as well. Um, growing in all those areas um but first of all i'm just a human being like trying to understand the world and like why people do what they do not to sound very new age or cliche and 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 art is just my biggest way of like it's, it's my way of relating with the world a big part of it is ig follow me on ig if you want to follow me on anything honestly if you're really into my art spell it out my ig is ukiro ukiro is at u-k-a-i-r-o u-k-a-i-r-o because my first name and last name are actually the same if you want to find out why dm me uh-huh. Um, and I'll invoice you before I tell you but yeah man I just like I'm hoping to really be like used I want to be used by the community I want to serve the community like with my talents like bad 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 like I'm thirsty and hungry for growth and knowledge and wisdom about how to create these images I don't think people are not going to criticize my work it's not going to happen um, but but I hope I make a lot of people proud and happy like yeah. if anything man you know and if I get to work with Beyonce one day um, I'm going to tell her not to listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. I'm sorry, bro. I'm going to tell her no. Yeah, yeah. I never, never said anything bad about you, honey. <laughs> oh God. But yeah, you can y'all can critique the podcast. Y'all can critique Ukiro's work. And speaking of critique, well, don't critique, but y'all can leave the podcast a review. It's been a minute since we got a review, but feel free to do that. Feel free to leave a rating and feel free to follow me on social media as well. I really do appreciate it, Ukiro. Thank you for joining me. Thank you very much. No problem. And thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a good and safe rest of your week. And as always, I will catch you guys on the next one. That is an African way. You can't wear a crown with your head down. Nothing is complete on its own. You are the king.